Amen. So hallelujah. Thank you for being here tonight. We bless you. We just thank God that this place is filling up on Wednesday nights for these studies that I believe are so important. I want to just touch a few things. You don't turn to these places with me yet. We'll get ready to use. Save your strength in your Bible. Start flexing your fingers for a little while. But while you're doing exercises, not for the remote control, but for the Word of God, we, uh, I just want to share a few things with you. I shared with you last week. Proverbs 14, 12. If you weren't here, you can take notes. We got the messages on uh, Internet, but also on CD. Uh, Proverbs 14, 12 in the Living Bible says, There is a path before each person. Each person will give an account. Each person must choose for themselves. There is a path before each person that seems right. Seems right. But it ends in death. You know, we've been sharing about sowing and reaping uh, the Word of God. We've been sharing about bearing fruit and about how the high quality of the seed is buried in high quality soil. And it says every path seems right. But how many of you know sometimes there's some soils seeds don't grow? There's some places you may be where you won't grow. Uh, The soil where I am, the atmosphere, the environment may not be the atmosphere and the soil that the seed or myself or the things of God is going to grow in my life. So I've got to be searching, checking and discerning about the soil, discerning my heart, discerning my thoughts, discerning my attitude, because it may seem right, but it may not flourish and may not grow there. Matthew seven thirteen, Jesus said, and we studied this on the Sermon on the Mount, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. And we're going to speak a little bit about gates. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for many who choose, who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and few that find it. It's not only heaven that that this applies to, it also applies to wisdom. If you read Proverbs over and over again, few that find or heed, or listen, and grow in the areas of wisdom. So I just wanted to give that to you as a few nuggets, and I shared with you, gate means a point of entry that leads to a specific destination. An entry point to a specific destination. Wisdom is needed to go into that area, and I shared with you Psalms 23, verse 3 in the Living Bible, speaks about being led and guided by God. It's not what seems right. It's about wisdom telling us what is right. Amen. Now, I want you to look with me in uh, Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1. Proverbs 8, verse 1 says, Does not wisdom cry out? She's crying out. And understanding, lift up her voice and takes her stand on the top of the high hills, say the heights. She takes her stand on the top of the high hill. If you're taking notes, it's the word heights. is the place where Jesus would go to spend time alone with the Father. Wisdom is in the alone time, the secluded time with God. It's in the heights. A lot of times, you know, we're so guilty about entertainment and programs and busyness, but it's in the heights. 
It's in that place where Jesus would escape during the night to be alone with the Father. So it's so important that we understand this, that it's in the heights which speak, write this down, levels, the levels of personal study, the levels of personal meditation. The interest, the emphasis, the importance I put on different levels of of studying and and, and studying. It means, write this down, a continual exposure. A continual exposure to what is needed. Not just a once in a week type deal. A continual exposure to what is needed. Our sister doesn't have one on, but you see a lot of these nurses who work in radiation has a little pin on it. And that a little thing on their collar. And, and it's to show them when they've had too much exposure to radiation. Well, how much you cannot get, how many of you know you cannot get too much exposure to the glory of God? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so what shows you that you've had a lot of exposure is fruitfulness and blessing. And your life is glorifying and honoring God. But that word heights there. It says she takes her stand. I'm, I'm here, but you've got to come to me. I'm here. But the closer you get, the more exposure you're going to get to me. You see that? And it talks there about she cries out by the gates, the entry points to destinations. At the entry of the city, entry points to destination. And at the entrance of the doors. Many crossroads in life, but wisdom is crying out. I'm here. I'm raising my voice. I'm speaking out to you. Proverbs 15.24. Let's look at that. Proverbs 15.24. We're going to do quite a bit here in Proverbs tonight. Proverbs 24, look what it says. The way of life. Say that with me. The way of life. Look what it says. It winds upward for the wise. Remember I read to you what Jesus said about the straight and narrow gate, few that find it, but the wide gate that leads to wickedness and death. Many therefore find it. It says, uh, did did y'all find it? I see some confused looks. Proverbs 15, 24. You got it, don't you? I said something else? Huh? Oh, well, it's Proverbs 15, 24. That's why your face is confused. You didn't hear me. Proverbs 15, 24. The way of life winds upward for the wise. Been in the hospital the last two weeks. When you can't take the elevator, you take the stairs. It's work. You got to really go see that person. I don't know why it's so much work to go see that person. And then when you go see that person, you almost get kicked out of the hospital because he doesn't behave himself. But it's so good to see you tonight. Hallelujah. The way of wisdom is an upward climb. Well, I'm just going to... Stroll through life. You won't have much exposure because the exposure is climbing. Exposure. Not just to the chill bumps, not just to the falling out, not just to the wow. Wisdom for everyday experiences. We'll get to something here in a minute. But look what it goes on to say, 1524. That he may turn away from the hell below. Isn't that what Jesus taught? Wide is the way to hell, narrow is the way to heaven. Now he's saying narrow is the way to wisdom and upward climbing 
sweating, working. Downward is the way to destruction and hell. Isn't that what he was saying? It's something. It's something. Now, I want, Proverbs 8, 1 and 2 talks about calling out. But I want you to see something with me. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13. Because I want to hurry and get to this point. I just wanted to touch that. Last week I taught on all of that. So I just wanted to give you that to get us to where we want to go right now. Proverbs 3, verse 13. Happy, blessed, joyful is the man who finds, who finds wisdom. Find. And the man who gains. Say with me, find. Same with me, gain. Find and gain understanding. Because it goes on to talk about, for her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and gold. And it speaks about length of life and peace and blessing. Do, do, do you realize that this same wisdom is what we studied last week in Genesis chapter 1? The word in the beginning, that was the wisdom of God. And we spoke about, remember we spoke about all that. You could go back and listen to that last week because we don't want to get into that. But the same wisdom that was a tool in the hand of God to make everything perfect and continue in perfection and continue in growth is the same wisdom that's available to you and I for our everyday, for our lives, for our futures. Amen. How many know it's important? It's important to find that and to gain that wisdom to uh, the creator of the universe, the wisdom he used for the universe. Do you know when you study that wisdom there, it talks about how not only was wisdom happy about creating the universe and creating the world so that everything was going to work out perfectly, he was so happy too that he was going to create the human body perfectly to enjoy the perfect world. How many know that if you look at at our bodies, how many know we are very complex, our our bodies and all that's in it and over it and everything else, and the wisdom of God made our bodies, the wisdom of God made the atmospheres, but we have to choose how much we're going to enjoy living on the earth that wisdom made in the body that wisdom created. Amen? Look at me in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. Gained. We saw that wisdom is gained. Look at Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. It says, For the Lord gives wisdom. From His mouth come knowledge and understanding. Now, I'm going to give you a few nuggets here before we go on tonight. Write down the word gives. For the Lord gives wisdom. And I want you to see that word give is the word establishes installs and imparts. That little word give is the word installed, established and imparted. God gives it. James says, let all men ask of God liberally for wisdom. And he establishes you in wisdom. He installs wisdom for the decisions, for the crossroads, for the open doors, for the high places. He gives it and He installs it. So I just want you to write that down. And I want to, I want to show you something else here. Look at Proverbs chapter 8, verse 22. He gives it. We have to receive it. And I'm going to show you some things tonight. We have to surrender to it. Proverbs eight twenty-two. I want to give you another little nugget before we get into this. How many of you, I have not started Proverbs yet. This is just introduction. Proverbs 8.22 The Lord possessed. Say possessed. Possessed. 
I want you to meditate on that word. Every word I'm giving you here, I want you to meditate on it as we get into this tonight. The Lord possessed me. This is wisdom talking. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of His way. We read a lot about ways. Before His works of old, I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning before there was ever an earth. How many of you know, I want you to write these key words down that as we go through Proverbs, you keep hearing these divine words of wisdom. Now, there's something I want you to see. I want you to write down the word possess. How many of you know you can tell when someone is possessed with a devil? Can you tell when a person's possessed with a devil? Everything tells you that person's possessed, especially in a movie, but in real life too. How many know you can tell when a boyfriend is possessed by a girlfriend? How many know you can tell when a son is possessed by a mother? This wisdom wants to possess us and we want to possess it. We want to be possessed with wisdom. Because that word possessed there means inhabited, occupied, to win, to occupy, to gain. That's what that word possessed means, to inhabit. Wisdom inhabited, it occupied God in creating. Wisdom from the beginning, it established. We need that in our lives, in our businesses, in our marriages, in the ministry. Look with me in Proverbs chapter 1. I want to show you where this same word is in the Hebrews used again. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. Possessed. How many want to possess wisdom? How many want to be possessed by wisdom? To where it just creates a flow. Amen? Now I want you to see in Proverbs 1 verse 5. The wise will hear and increase learning. And a man of understanding will possess, attain wise counsel. Here in verse 5, the word possessed is here again to occupy. I want you to look with me. Uh, Chapter 4 verse 5. Chapter 4, verse 5. I want to show you the word possess is the word get. Just don't get it. And you're going to see where we're going tonight with this. Just don't get something. Possess it. And that's what it's saying here. Verse 5. Possess wisdom. Possess understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she shall preserve you. Love her. Say love her. Now we're getting ready to get to that too. Love her and she shall keep you. Verse 7, the word possess is used again. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get or possess wisdom. And I shared with you about wisdom is the principal thing. That it's, it's, it's the head which makes you the head. So I, I want you to see that. And then I shared with you last week uh, or the week before Matthew 7, 26, 27. But anyone who hears my teaching, say that with me. Hears my teaching. Anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. 
Now, Proverbs says the same thing, watch. Like a person who builds a house on the sand, when, not if, but when the rains flood and floods come, the winds beat against those, the collapse will be a mighty crush. And I gave you the definition there. Wisdom is what establishes us not to fall apart and how to be put back together again to stand the storms of life. Wisdom is the principal thing. It's also the quality of being wise and the capacity of judgment, discretion, and how to use the wisdom. Amen. Now, Proverbs chapter 3, look at verse 1. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. I know I did a lot of preaching last week, the last two weeks, and we had a lot of fun, but I want to give you some words, and I want to see where this is going. I want to show you the importance of something here tonight, that, that I, I, the Lord put this on my heart, and, and we are not going to be just listeners or, or, or bystanders. I want to show you what, how wisdom truly comes. Chapter 3, verse 1 says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands for a length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. Now drop on down to verse 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Verse 14. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all things you may desire cannot compare with her. And it goes on again, length of days and so forth and so on. Uh, Look at chapter 4, verse 4. And I want you to underline this. He also taught me. Underline that word, taught me. We read it all ago in Matthew. Jesus says, he who hears these teachings of mine... Here we see, here in verse 4, He also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. He taught me. Look at chapter 7, verse 1. My son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you. Treasure them. Keep my commands and live and my law as the apple of your eye. Look at chapter 8, verse 10. Chapter 8, verse 10. Receive my instruction and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. Drop on down to verse 18. Riches and honor are with me. Enduring riches, enduring, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, and fine gold of my revenue than choice silver. I traverse with those of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice that I may cause those who love me, underline that, love me to inherit wealth that I may feel their treasures. Now, I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down. Wisdom is my teacher. Wisdom is my teacher. The Word of God is the curriculum or the syllabus. And I need to see myself as a student. And as I get into this tonight, and I may have some participation, well, not, not tonight, I don't think, but, but maybe next week with some teachers that, that, I, that we have here that I, I spoke to them. But how many of you ever remember that TV series, Kung Fu, Little Grasshopper? Y'all remember Grasshopper with his teacher? 
well, teacher. And he was always teaching them something, you know. Take the pebble out of my hand. Anyway, the teacher was always teaching grasshoppers something new. And you know, that boy, uh, that little bald-headed, skinhead uh, kung fu guy, do you know he never answered his teacher back? He listened to every word. And the whole series was built upon the instruction he got at 9, 10, 11, and 12 years old. The whole life was built upon the teaching of teacher. As we get into this, you hear these words apply. You hear the different meanings of what I'll give you in in a few minutes. We've got to understand, just like these teachers cannot stand a kid, and and, and I may have them share something later on. It is a lot easier to teach children who are interested, paying attention, and doing well than children who are there because they're made to go to school or it's the thing I have to do. And I think as I was getting into this, I think a lot of the reason there's a lot of differences in the levels of the fruit of wisdom is because there's levels of the students in the class. Jesus says, I'll teach you. Proverbs says, I'll teach you. I taught you. And so wisdom, who was with God in Genesis chapter 1, first two words, and all through is the teacher of everything. But we've got to climb the heights and we've got to get exposure to being with the teacher. I don't know about you, but I want to be the teacher's pet. And just like that little Kung Fu guy grew into an older man and his life was saved by what he learned from teacher, our lives are going to be blessed, healthy, and lengthy, long, if we remember what teacher has taught us from the beginning. This is not just church. We are studying the curriculum of the foundations of the earth. And that wisdom is available every day and will work in every circumstance. Look with me in Proverbs 2. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1. I want you to meditate on these things. And, and, I, and I'm going I'm to show you some stuff. I, I, don't, I won't better go very far tonight. But Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1, it says, My son, if... Here's the teacher. Students... I can only help you if you apply what I'm teaching you to your life. Is that right, Sister Peggy? Is that right, Sister Christy? They have, I know Sister Christy had a student in, is it second grade you teach? First grade? That the student stuck the butterfinger at her. You know, the the middle finger? Gave her the bird. Now, that child needs some help. Is not interested in getting instruction. And there's a lot of... Well, they keep saying the education system, the education system. The problem is the education system starts at home. So that it can happen in school. Well, the same thing with us. Education starts at home. 
so it can go to deeper depths in the house of the Lord, the God of wisdom. Amen. My son, if you receive my words, the gates, the high places, the crossroads, it's yours. It's your choice. But wisdom is saying, if you receive my words and treasure, treasure my commands within you, that you incline, incline, incline. How many, uh, Sister Christie, Sister Peggy, is those words that y'all want for your students to incline their ear? Stop talking. Stop passing notes. Stop daydreaming. How many of you were like me? I was looking out the window. Russell. What was ten times eight? I thought we're still on twos. So that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply. How many of y'all want that word apply? Let me tell you something. Do you know what my teachers used to write home to my mom all the time? That word right there was the word my teachers would write my mama. Your son is an, your son is a very intelligent kid. He's just not applying himself. And I didn't want to, you too, I didn't want to apply myself because I was still making grades. I knew I was going to pass. Why work harder? They said, your kid's not retarded. He's not stupid. He's just not applying. And look what Proverbs is saying. Apply your heart to understanding. Your heart. We're going to see something here. We already read one or two times. I'm giving you a hint. It says, to love, to love. Apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek your silver and search her as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God, for the Lord gives wisdom. And from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk uprightly. Woo! Is that good? Teachers ask their students for commitment. Not being passive. Education reproduces life in the student. Now, kids, what I'm teaching you is for the, is going to serve you for the rest of your life. You need to listen to what I'm saying. I'm trying to get you ready for the rest of your life. How many of you parents tell your kids the same thing? I don't know why we got to study this junk at school. Because it's preparing you for the rest of your life. But you've got to become more committed on your studies. And that's what Proverbs is talking here in the Word taught. Commitment involves diligence. Diligence opens our lives and hearts to be a channel for the wisdom of life. Listen to these words. Accept my words. Store up. Turn your ear. Apply your heart. Call out for. Cry aloud for. Look for. Search for. Treasure. Why? Because diligence involves the heart. Don't you remember those students? You know, people have the stickers on the back of their car. My child is an honor row student from such and such school, and you want to ram into the back of that car? <laughs> but if no, but if you think about if you think about the, the the kids in your class that did real good, the valedictorians, they would tell you, "Oh, I love math." I love English. See, I loved history and science. 
That's what I love, and I still love it. It has stayed with me all my life. I love it. And I've never fallen in love with math. And guess what? I need a calculator. But I can talk about history. And if I love wisdom, I will eat its fruit. But it requires diligence, just like it does for students getting up and going to school every day. Diligent involves the heart. So if you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, look at Proverbs chapter 8, verse 33. Proverbs 8, 33. I'm going to try to get to a point and then I'll, I'll close. Proverbs 8, 33. Hear instruction and be wise. And not, and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me. Do you hear what wisdom keeps saying over and over again? It's like the teacher crying out, you will make good grades on your report card and you will not be punished or whipped if you listen to me. (laughs) Blessed is the man who listens to me. Look at this now. Watching daily at my gates, the crossroads, the destinations, the purposes. Waiting, watching the post of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me, Wrongs his own soul. He who sins against me. Wisdom. He who sins against me. Wrongs his own soul. And all those who hate me love death. Hear what wisdom is saying? Seek. Write this down. Seek. And find. These words we're reading. Let me get to this point. I won't keep you much longer. Seek and find. How many have heard these words a few times tonight? Seek and find. In the Hebrew, is the word for your lover's door. That the door is shut to your lover. The one that you're just ready to be intimate with and to love and to just spend time with. That's that word, seek and find. Have any of you men ever been locked outside the door? Honey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that, baby. I don't know. I had a bad day. Nobody. Okay, I'll take that. I have. I have. Baby, would you please let me in? I have. That's why I guess this message means a lot more to me. Because I know how bad I wanted to get back in the door. And my mama locked my daddy out. And they had a great marriage. Maybe if you've never been locked out, maybe you ought to try. But Listen. It refers the lover seeking interest into the room, but also into, you might not have been locked out of her room or his room, but have you ever been locked out of their heart? Ministering to a young man today, another one. My wife left. Been married just a few years. Well, let's talk about it. He was at my house. What happened? Well, she said I wasn't spending time with her. Well, then she's just telling you right now 
what went wrong. Not only has she locked you out the house, she's locked you out her heart. And week after week after week, there's encounters of the same thing. And so it's always the same question. How bad do you want to win her heart back? And it's amazing. I've seen it with family. I've seen it with others. It's amazing how hard they'll cry. And, oh, I want her back so bad. Well, how hard are you going to try to win her back? How much are you willing to humble yourself for her? To hear that latch. <laughs> How bad do you want to hear her look, see her look at you and tell you, I love you? How bad do you want the heart of your beloved? Chapter 8, verse 17 says, I love those who love me. Look at that. Look at that in your Bible. I love those who love me. I love those. This is wisdom talking. I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently will find me. How about do you want it? Look at verse 21. That I may cause those who love me. You see, you love wisdom because you're here again tonight. You're coming and you're coming. You love wisdom. You study Proverbs every day. You are digging into this. And that's why I'm telling you these words to write down because you know what? If you want to be a student, that means you need to take these words and you need to go home and you need to study them over the next few days. Because... I love these words. I love you, wisdom. I cherish you, wisdom of God. I cherish the tool that He who established the foundations of the deep, He who is from the beginning of time, the delight of God daily. I love you, wisdom. And I don't just say I love Him. I show it to Him by digging into this Word. It's me. I'm knocking again. Wow, we need to put a higher lip on this. It's me. I'm seeking again. Every day? Oh, yeah. You're not tired of me? Oh, no. How do you know there's more? Oh, I haven't even started with you. So you really want to learn. Oh, yeah. You really want to discern. Oh, yeah. You're willing to surrender to anything I tell you. And what I choose, you're willing to go for. Oh, yeah. Come in, my beloved. Come to the high places where I stand and I cry out wisdom, knowledge, and instruction. feel like God is just putting this so, so, so personal. Look at chapter 4, verse 6. I know i got to finish, but, I, I'll, you know, you got to finish at the right place. Look what it says, chapter 4, verse 6. It says, Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her. Somebody shout out, love her. Love her. 
love her and she will keep you. Keep you. Now write this down. If I'm going to be committed and I'm going to be dedicated, I am going to be persuasive. We keep hearing these words love and intimacy. Let me give you this example. If I just give a peck that don't persuade. When we got married, we had a lady in the church who was a photographer. She came in and she said, and she came in and took pictures of me getting ready and my mom and dad and all that. She says, son, she says, I'll give you a dollar for every kiss. But you kiss me right here. Poor old lady. So I gave her a kiss or two on the cheek and she says, all you want is two bucks, huh? I said, hold on, baby. <laughs> I grabbed her and I got me $20. I gave her 20 kisses on the cheek and I got, she did. She gave me a kiss, a, a dollar for every kiss. I had to be persuasive. And you know, you watch the love movies from the 40s. And when they're in love, they just, they don't move their lips or nothing. They just. And that was so romantic. I'm not even going to show you what they do on TV now. No, 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 I'm not. Don't worry. I'm not. You know why? I can't. <laughs> I, I can't. But are you getting it? Am, am I bringing it down on the right level? You hear all the words about love and love and persuasive and committed? They know. A wife knows. Learn this. You're the newlywed. Learn this. A wife knows when your heart's in it. A husband knows when your heart's in it. The game's on. Give me a kiss, baby. <laughs> you think she's going to go away? My husband loves me. No, he loves the game. Persuade me. That is the call of wisdom. Persuade me you want me. Persuade me you'll keep me. Persuade me you desire me. Persuade me, you want my instructions. Is this sounding like Solomon? I know, I know I'm going to get into this later on because we're going, to, we're going to see some things about Solomon. Do you know, a lot of people say, yeah, but Solomon goofed up when he was old. Let me settle this right now before we even get into that. Solomon was the wisest man, but he was not a redeemed man. You are a redeemed son and daughter of God. So don't worry about the end of Solomon. You look at the end of Jesus. And it's always victory and it's always resurrection. You are the redeemed of the... I think that's a good place to go ahead and stop. Amen. Hallelujah.